Happy Wednesday, Razorback fans. Three days away from Arkansas versus Alabama at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville. 2.30 kickoff on CBS. Going to be a, a crazy atmosphere, a red out, Robert. The So we're going to have Tony Sukalis from Tide Illustrated. That's the Rivals website covering Alabama on the Gridiron Hawks podcast today. I got Robert Stewart with me. Uh, I'm Mason Choate. Alex Trader will join us when Tony comes on. But uh, – Tony, they so they had me do a little like behind the enemy line story for them, Robert. And they asked about the red out and you know how that's going to help Arkansas. And I want to get your take on this because I kind of answered, uh, and I was like, I, I really don't know if it's going to change that much because most of the stadium is red, anyways, during a normal game. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, it it's like, um, something to rally around i don't know like you said it's it's really not going to change much of the you know outlook of what people are wearing because people wear red anyway the opponent's going to be wearing red so i guess that's that's the one advantage with the red out with the red opponent is that you'll have the entire stadium look uniform um but i mean just just something to get people going for game day this is really all i can think of well, that was one thing that he added. I don't know if he wrote the questions or someone else that Alabama is a red opponent, which is true, but also they're probably going to be wearing all white. So, I mean, it's not like Alabama is going to be wearing red. They'll have red helmets, but that's – I don't know. That's just something – Well, else. not the team, but their fans, you know. Yeah, and okay, that makes sense. Yes, it will look uniform. Um, all right, let's hit a couple of headlines before we get to Tony Sukalas. Uh, we'd never mentioned that Arkansas dropped to number 20 in the AP poll. That that happened. So they dropped from 10 to 20 after the Texas A&M loss. Um, let's see. From practice on Tuesday, Jaden Hazelwood in a green jersey, and we can confirm that he cut his hair. Um, so whether or not that's going to help him, it's to be determined. Uh, they were running a 3-2-6 defense during fastball. Uh, with the three starting D linemen being Landon Jackson, Isaiah Nichols, Zach Williams. Seems like Landon Jackson has taken over that starting spot. Um, not really sure what's going on with Jashad Stewart because he hasn't played the past two games, but he's he dressed out against AM and he looks fine at practice. So um don't really know what's going on there. Uh another note, Cade Fortin ran as the second team quarterback, but we also know that fastball means nothing. So you know, you always have to take the fastball takeaways with a grain of salt. Um, and that's really all I got from practice on Tuesday. Uh, we talked to the players. It was really a lot of, you know, basic, basic talk. Of course, they're going to say that they feel like they can compete with Alabama. And that's to be determined. Uh, check out my Twitter, at Choke Mason. I posted a video of Will Anderson just speaking nonsense <laughs> this morning. Uh <laughs> He, we we asked Tony Sukalis about it. Apparently, he's the one who asked the question. But basically, they he asked if Will Anderson plays with hate or whatever. And Will Anderson said, the audacity for the other team to even step on the field is disrespectful to me. And then he went on to say, the, the audacity for the fans to show up and for the team to come step on the field and play with us. That's just his mindset. So, whatever, Love man. Love to make things up to get mad about that whatever man that literally makes zero sense because if the other team didn't step on the field you wouldn't play a game so whatever 
Um, all right. That's all we got for you. Let's talk to Tony Sukalas of Tide Illustrated. All right. We now welcome on Tony Sukalas from Tide Illustrated. That's the Alabama site covering or the rival site covering Alabama. Excuse me. Tony, thanks for coming on with us. Uh, first question. I think everybody knows that Alabama is always a good football team. Um, but the question is, how does Alabama this year compare to Alabama last year? Are they as good? Um, tell us what you've seen through the first four games. Man, it's been kind of a, a mystery. I think people are still trying to figure out if they're as good. I think the defense is better. And then I don't think anybody really knows what the offense is. Uh, it, it's, you know, they've got talent, um, but it's been kind of inconsistent. You know, you've seen them hit big plays and then, uh, you know, there's been times when they've just really hit lulls during games. Um, even against like Louisiana Monroe, there was a small lull, you know, and then there was like four straight or five straight uh, drives against Texas where they didn't have a first down. Um, and, you know, look at last year's offense that that never happened. So um, it's weird. Uh, I think it's on the same level. I want to, I want to say it's on the same level as last year's team. And I think this team can really be elite, but I think this week's one of those weeks that you kind of look and you, you think it's kind of like a, a test to see like, really, are they, are they at that, that elite level? I think, you know, like how good is Texas, right? I mean, you, they just lost to Texas tech and now they're really struggled against them. You know, I think Arkansas is going to be the best team that Alabama has played so far. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that you'll probably judge them on how they perform on Saturday. So I saw a stat earlier in the week that, um, in five true road starts for Bryce Young, four, I mean, they've won all five games, but four of them have been decided by three or fewer points. So I guess what is it about uh, Alabama on the road that they they find themselves in games that they're, you know, closer to the opponent than, than normal, including against Texas earlier this year? Yeah, it was really actually interesting, too, that Alabama was even talking about um, – you know, they, there's this whole like um, hateful competitor thing that's going on. And Nick Saban wants to get back to being a hateful competitor. And so, you know, like Will Anderson uh, the other day was talking about like how he wants to get the fans leaving by like halftime or leaving by like third quarter. Like, man, like when has that been the case? Like, I guess Mississippi State last year. But like that hasn't really been the case for y'all, you know, like over the last year. Um, so you're right. There has been some close games. I mean, Florida was close. Auburn was, you know, really close. And then Texas was close. I don't know. I think a lot of the times, you know, you look at a lot of those games, they really played down to their opponent. Um, I think, you know, they're better than what they played against Texas. They're they're certainly better than what they played against Auburn. That Florida game had a lot of conditions, and it was like Bryce Young's first road game. I'm trying to think of what's the other one. Um, that was a close game. But, yeah, I, I, I think you're right about that. That is a, a weird stat, and I think that that's something that you can't downplay heading into this Arkansas game because, I mean – um, I, I think, you know, the, I think there's like going to be a red out or whatever. I think if the fans are still going to be pumped. It's going to be a, a, uh, a nice environment over there. And I think, it, you know, if Alabama doesn't bring their a game, it's, it's going to be a, a tough place to play. Uh, the, the passing numbers have correlated with kind of a question, you know, we won the Heisman last year, but is, has Bryce young kind of shown that same, same ability, uh, throwing the football, do you think there, there's that same connection that he had with his receivers last season? Is there a guy on this receiving staff that, or in this receiving core that you think he feels comfortable giving the ball to in, in a clutch situation? 
Yeah, the the lack of passing hasn't really been on Bryce as much as it's been on the receivers getting separation. And they got separation last week against Vanderbilt, but they they haven't been getting that. There's not a Jamison Williams and there's not a a John Mechie. And, you know, me personally, I I thought uh, Jermaine Burton was going to come in and really just be the guy. I, I, you know, I saw what he did at Georgia and I thought a lot of what, you know, his inconsistency at Georgia was, was based on the quarterback there and, and the offense there. Um, and, you know, I even made a statement that I thought Jermaine Burton was a better John Mechie. Um, I don't think that's the case, you know, so I don't think there is a, uh, I don't think there is a Jamison Williams on the team yet. I don't think there's a John Mechie on the team yet. So, um, it's still a talented wide receiving core, you know, and, and the thing about this receiving core that's weird is that it could be anybody any week. So it could be Burton this week, but it also could be Brooks or it could be you know, Holden or, you know, it could be that guy. So it, I guess that's probably harder to scheme against than like maybe if you could shut down Jamison Williams. But I, the thing about it is like there's not that guy and there's not those big plays. And so um I think the chemistry is there. And I think like, especially like a guy like Burton, I think that they, you know, they played, you know, they, they knew each other from playing high school ball in California. Same with Holden. And I mean, he played on a seven, seven on seven team with Holden with, with Trayshawn Holden. So I think the chemistry is there with a lot of these guys. It's just a matter of kind of figuring out how to get separation with the receivers. And I, I think it'll get a little bit better. I think, you know, I, I, I think Jojo Earl might be back for this game um he's a guy that can really make plays in the slot um Tyler Harrell's the transfer they got from Louisville he maybe could be back and he's really fast he he could kind of he at least has that Jamison Williams speed I we'll see if he I don't think he's going to be the same exact receiver but um if they can get some of those guys back maybe it maybe it helps open up things in the offense talking with Tony Sukalis of Tide Illustrated Tony you, you kind of hit the opponents that Alabama has played but that Texas game, they struggled. And I'm curious, what was it that Texas really exposed that maybe Arkansas could do the same this Saturday? I think it's a lot of just what Alabama was doing. I mean, they're they making so many mistakes. Was there like 15 penalties in that game? Um, and it was just like, they just kept on, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, you know, I think they, there's, they couldn't get any consistent you know running game in that in that game you know that they that the running numbers have always been okay for Alabama but like until the last two weeks it had been like they'd hit like an 80 yard run and they couldn't you know they couldn't get a third and one you know um and that's kind of like what had happened um I, I know Bryce Young got it sacked a few times um in that game which they've I think he got sacked twice and they've only given up four sacks in the season so um it was just a lot of inner, inopportune times um and really just not until the last two drives that really just not making plays when they needed to make plays. Um, I think you could really speak to the the separation with the wide receivers there too. Like one of the things we talked about. So like basically all the problems that they've been having kind of culminated in that game. Um, and it was almost to the point where it was too late. Um, I think it was also a, a huge thing is that that, that was their first uh, road test. It, that game felt a lot like the Florida game felt last year, where it was like, uh, there's a lot of adverse conditions. It was hot. There's the first road game. I mean, like, not to make excuses because they should have played better, but um, I, I think that you could maybe chalk up some of that stuff to early in the season. But I, that's why I think it's so important to see what they'll do against Arkansas. Because if you start making those same mistakes or those same excuses, you know, in week five, I, what's your excuse now? Like, you've you've played a tough game. You've it, It's late enough in the season that you shouldn't be making these mistakes. So we'll really see this week. 
I'm curious uh, about the Alabama offensive line. I want to want to get a couple of your thoughts on that because um, Arkansas's defensive line, their pass rush has been really what's holding the entire unit together. The secondary has been just atrocious over the past couple of weeks. Um, and and then Devon Achen for Texas A&M was the first guy to, to rush for over 150 yards, I think, on him last week. So maybe the run defense stepped down a little a little bit. Uh, I'm curious – how does how does the the matchup in the trenches seem to shake up in your eyes this week? The crazy thing about Alabama is they're they're not really they don't really have a front five set yet. I mean, um, the guard position is kind of rotating. Uh, so I mean, like they they've got Tyler uh, Tyler Steen, the left tackle they got in from Vanderbilt. He's going to be the left tackle. You got J.C. Latham's going to be the right tackle. Um, and then probably I mean. Darian Delcart started all four games at the center, so you, you you put him there. But then the guard positions have rotated out. I mean, they've it's probably going to be Javion Cohen at left guard and Emil Ekior at right guard. But there's Tyler Booker, the true freshman, and he's kind of played both positions. So they've kind of like had musical chairs between those two positions. It's all about getting consistency in the running game. I think they've been pretty good at at protecting Bryce Young, and then Bryce Young is kind of just hard to bring down. Even if you do get him pressure, he can kind of wiggle his way out and, and make plays. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a case of Alabama. If, if Alabama struggles in the offensive line, I don't think it will necessarily be in pass rush, but if they're unable to consistently run the ball and then Arkansas can put them in passing situations, that is when I think that, you know, maybe, maybe actually then at that point they could, you know, you, you could start seeing pressures or sacks or stuff like when, you know, when Arkansas can kind of like make Alabama one dimensional, if, if that's, you know, available. So when you look at the, at the offensive line, you know, I, I wonder if maybe Tyler Booker gets a start, you know, because you want to have that guy. He's been better at being a run blocker. You want to have that ability to kind of sustain drives against a good opponent. Um, I, I wonder if he, you know, bumps uh, J. Van Cohen for that left guard spot. So, I, you know, that that's one of the question marks or like, you know, if you're drawing up questions for this uh, for this week, that's one of the things you would say about Alabama. Going to the other side of the ball with that, uh, Arkansas is one of the best rushing teams in the country. They have been over the last year and a half. Um, passing game this season hasn't necessarily looked, you know, flawless. They, they've had a couple drops. They, they've missed connections a couple of times. How does that play into what Alabama does best? Is that a formula that's going to be a good thing for Arkansas? Yeah, well, so Alabama's at the at the beginning of the season, I would have said that you know the the biggest strength for Alabama was going to be the pass rush, and it probably still is, just because I mean you know you have Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and Chris Braswell, but they have they have really stopped the run super well. I mean, like um, I I get that like three out of the you know four opponents have been Vanderbilt, you know Louisiana Monroe and Utah State. It's really hard to judge against those teams, but they, I mean, Bajon Robinson was a Heisman or maybe even still is a Heisman candidate and they held him to 57 yards on 21 attempts. So they, they have really done well at stopping the run. I know Arkansas has got a good running game as well. I think that is going to be important. Um, it's the same things I kind of said about Alabama. Yeah. That, that could be the same. You could, you could flip that around to Arkansas and if Arkansas isn't able to run the ball, like they have been, and you start putting in KJ Jefferson into these positions where he has to throw the ball a lot more you could force him into mistakes and Alabama certainly has the pass rush to, he's a tough guy to bring down as well, but Alabama has the, you know, the pass rush to kind of make him uncomfortable. 
Um, one thing I like about um, kind of switching to the you know the the receivers, I I uh, I, I like the the size of uh, Arkansas's receivers. I mean, the top three guys are all six three or higher. You got a six five guy um, le- leading the group, and um, I, I that's you know that's a interesting matchup because Alabama likes to have big uh big cornerbacks too. So I mean, I I, I just think that that could be um, something that you know maybe you could use. Maybe you could have you know back shoulder throws. I mean, look, Alabama really struggled against Tra- uh, Traylon Burks. So um, if, if KJ Jefferson is kind of pressured or you, if you need to do some of those things, you know, like I think you have a formula that at least worked. I mean, you you had a big receiver with Traylon Burks. And if I remember right, there was, um, I have to go back and watch the game, but it, it seemed like there was a lot of jump balls or like back shoulder throws. It, it didn't feel, and I'm not trying to, to, to this you know, KJ Jefferson in that game because he had a great game against Alabama. It didn't feel like necessarily he had as good of a game as Traylon Burks did against Alabama in that game. And I think there was a lot of jump balls or a lot of like balls that were like Traylon making the play. And, but if you have big receivers like that, maybe that's the formula. Maybe, you know, you, uh, you can do that. And, and Alabama, you know, they've gotten better at the cornerback positions, but they still have two new starters and um, they're not, that's not the biggest, that, that'd probably be the biggest weakness of their, of their defense. I don't, know if I would call it weakness I think they're they're pretty solid but like um you know if, if there's a position that that that's what I would think is the the way you would attack them yeah and on the other side for Arkansas their their defensive backs I mean of course there's there's been a lot of injuries there Jalen Catalan out for the season found out this week Ladarius Bishop out for the season uh Miles Slusher is back but they I mean they're still trying to rotate guys figure out who their best five defensive backs are so uh, you kind of hit on the Alabama receivers earlier, how you know you don't have a Jamison Williams or a John Mechie this season. But also, Arkansas has gone against four teams now, and every game they've gotten burned in the in the secondary mul- multiple times. And for the most part, the quarterback has not been able to make the throw. But now you're going against Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner. He's going to make that throw. Do you think that the Alabama receivers are going to be able to get that separation enough and Bryce in the, the O-line give Bryce Young enough time? Because uh, Arkansas is probably going to send the house um, quite often against Bryce Young because that's how they try to counter for the fact that their defensive backs are not great. I, I'm assuming you would think that Bryce Young can hit those plays. Has he been able to this year? Yeah, he has. And if it's a, if it's a matter of Bryce Young or the Alabama receivers against Arkansas secondary, Alabama is going to win like, 80 90 percent of the time it's it's really going to be a case of you know forcing not giving him the time to work if if it is a fair you know best on best matchup between Alabama's receiving game or Alabama's passing game against Arkansas secondary Alabama's going to dominate that the, the way that Arkansas can change that is like you said bringing the house you know they've got a, a probably one of the best you know if, if Alabama has the best front seven in the SEC like Arkansas's you know, number two or like right up there, you know what I'm saying? So they have the the tools to kind of really pressure Bryce Young and, and force him the bad throws. He he's actually made, you know, a few bad throws. I mean, he, he had a couple of throws, I think against like Louisiana Monroe that you were like, Hmm, that was, you know, that, you know, it, he had one bad interception. And I think he had another one that just kind of like, um, that, that got into his, uh, his head a bit, you know? So I, I think that, um, I think that uh yeah that's something that Arkansas could definitely do. Yeah, it's been I mean, on Saturday it will have been 3 weeks since the Razorbacks have forced a turnover, so I'm just curious like is there is there any way that that Arkansas can hang if they don't get Alabama to make a mistake in this one like a turnover? 
No, I think that's the key. I think, you know, and Alabama hasn't been forcing turnovers. And if you if you look at the way that, you know, this game's going to go, it's it's Arkansas, you really Arkansas needs to win the the turnover battle. And and that's the that's where it's going to, you know, I mean, that sounds so cliché cuz in any football game that's usually what you're looking at, but that's something that Alabama hasn't done. It's something I think that, you know, like that Arkansas needs to do. Um, because that's what you do. I, I don't think that I think Alabama is going to be able to move the ball better on Arkansas's defense than Arkansas will be able to move the ball on Alabama's defense. So the the, the even out there is going to be turnovers. Um, I also think that Arkansas needs to like sustain drives but longer than Alabama. So like you need to have long drives if you're Arkansas. You need to be able to run the ball, uh, take some time off the clock. You know, really wear down Alabama's defense, and then probably hit them on. Yeah, you know, if they get a turnover, hit a tired Alabama defense with another quick score because they've just been on the field so long, you know. So uh, that's where I think the the key to the game is. If it's just you know a, a straight offensive, you know, track meet kind of game, I think Alabama is going to outrun uh, Arkansas. But I, I do think that there's a chance that you know you know things could. I, there's a lot of things playing to Arkansas's favor. You know, I mean, Alabama's got some big games coming up. I don't think that they would ever look overlook you know a ranked opponent on the road like this, but you know, they do have some some big games. It is going to be a raucous atmosphere. I kind of want to see how Arkansas kind of bounces back. There's there's two ways Arkansas can respond from a loss like AM. I mean, they could either come out really fired up or, you know, they could kind of crumble. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think that's going to be big in this game as well. But, um, you know, if Arkansas can make it a game, I think it could get really increasingly um, – interesting and they're like so one of the things they do if they, if they can get some turnovers all of a sudden and i think i picked like a 20 point outcome or something like that but all of a sudden if arkansas can get some turnovers you can see that that needle change really quick the other way turnovers and then red zone conversion is another really you know kind of cliche but it, it fits the bill of ways to win games how is alabama converting in the red zone they've been pretty good if i don't have the numbers in front of me but i you know like that's been something that they've done I would say pretty well. I'm trying to like look back. There was one time when Bryce took a sack. So they, I, against the, uh, maybe it was UL Monroe or I forget who it was. I remember it was a home game and they had to, they had to kick a field goal. Um, They haven't, I don't think they've had any turnovers in the red zone. So um, I, you know, I, I think that they've done more or less pretty, pretty well. Alabama does really well. Um, The, the biggest thing that they do is they do really well in the no huddle and the hurry up. So um, sometimes, um it, it kind of depends like you know sometimes in the red zone you, that things kind of slow down um so maybe maybe that could be a, an advantage for Arkansas you know I think Alabama's going to want to especially if Arkansas is going to blitz like that I think they're going to want to hurry up get to get them going pretty fast you know um but yeah I think from from a red zone perspective that that is going to be important I think to answer your question I think Alabama's been pretty decent at that um but on the flip side I think it's one of those things like Arkansas is going to have to be pretty like that's what you, you talk about, like taking advantage of things like Arkansas is going to need to get touchdowns and not field goals. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it's so hard to score against this Alabama, uh, this Alabama defense. I think it's only given up two touchdowns all season. So, I mean, like if you have a chance, if you're, you know, third and five or third and goal at the five and, and you have to kick a field goal, that's just go for it. I mean, like, you know, like you, you're not going to have that many opportunities to score touchdowns against this team. So this is going to be the last one for me here. Um, we haven't even mentioned Drew Sanders yet. Um, he's he's been in, incredible for for the Razorback pass rush, absolutely wreaking havoc in in the in the backfield. I'm curious what uh, 
what the what the thoughts are on him in in Tuscaloosa. I don't know how often it is that a player transfers from Alabama, but I mean it was a pretty big deal for Arkansas. Yeah, so this one like hurts my heart. Uh, in in terms of just being a football, like I don't know what Alabama fans are are thinking, but like as far as like a football fan, like this one hurts my heart because I have said for a while that I, you know, Alabama has too many pass rushers, too many edge rushers, and that's why he left. But I had said like, yeah, I want that guy to like Will or Mike linebacker because I think he could really play it. And sure enough, he goes to Arkansas and he's, he's dominating at that position. And so that's got a sting for Alabama. I, the, the good thing for Alabama is Jalen Moody's been really good. He's leading the team in tackles. And Henry Sotel is kind of the you know leader that, you know, he's the signal caller and he's done a good job of that. I still think Drew Sanders, the way he's playing, would get on the field. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's got a sting. It probably gets on the field over Moody, to be honest. But it's, it's like, I guess, easier to swallow for Alabama because Moody's done well. So... I have, I think everybody at this point, not everybody, but a lot of people at this point have seen the Will Anderson quote. So I'm just curious what you thought about him saying that the audacity for a team to step out on the field, that really just made no sense to me. Yeah, that's just something he's saying to pump himself up. I mean, that's something that, you know, I guess Arkansas could use on for like, uh, you know, the whiteboard material or whatever. But the thing is, we're asking Alabama players a lot about the um, hateful competitor quote that Nick Saban said. And so he was kind of like, that wasn't like an unprompted thing that he said. It's not like he was just like, Oh, the audacity. Like we asked him about, I, I think it was actually me. I asked him about being a, uh, a hateful, does, is he a hateful competitor? And I think he was just trying to describe his mentality of how he psychs himself up to be that quote unquote hateful competitor. I mean, like, if that's what he's telling himself, I don't know. It's working because he's does play very angry on the field. But I, I don't think if you asked him, you know, you know, like, are you actually mad? Are you actually surprised that the other team takes the field? I mean, obviously not. It's it's it's, it's a game of football. But I think he he tries to like, you know, get himself mad at the opponent, and that's what he's that's what he's trying to say. I don't think I think he has full respect for, uh, you know, everybody he's playing. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, that wasn't just like an unprompted statement, I guess. It's, it's one of those things when you're not in the room, it, it looks a little, a lot weirder than, than it was. Yeah. I mean, I would say it, if there's any players in college football, Will Anderson is one of the few that could probably say something like that and get away with it. Um, <laughs> real quick before we end, I, you can see the timer ticking down. We're almost done. Um, what's your score prediction? How do you think it's going to happen? I think you kind of alluded to it earlier. I forget the score prediction I gave you, but the one that's popping in my head now is like 41 to 20. Now, like that sounds like like a blowout. And I think that's like even giving Alabama the win with the points. But I I just I I think that this this defense is is coming around and it might force some turnovers. Now Alabama has only first one turnover. So I think that that's going to be uh things are getting better for Alabama and I think the offense is also coming around so this might be the game that our that Alabama kind of like hits Arkansas and I don't know how Arkansas is going to respond from this loss I definitely could see it being closer than 41 to 20 if things go the other way like I said that that needle can move really fast all right Tony Sukalas of Tide Illustrated thank you very much for your time man we really appreciate it all right thanks yeah thanks for having me on yep